And and I think we are going live right now, guys. It is Monday, March 6th, 2023 AD. Everybody loves Mondays. It's 9.01 a.m. U.S. Pacific Standard Time here in Los Angeles. And can you believe it? It's already March, well into March. I will be getting to your Super Chats, guys. Going to have a fun, loosey-goosey Monday show. Talk about Biden is competent. It's absolutely ridiculous that, uh, that Nikki Haley said suggested they do competency tests for guys over 75. Ridiculous. We never even would consider discussing that. <laughs> Biden, Sleepy Joe was in Selma, Alabama, walking around that, walking across that lame bridge. Well, the bridge might not be that lame, but he was there. Al Sharpton was there. Uh, a whole bunch of blacks and ridiculous other people singing songs like they're singing to the Lord. In contrast, CPAC was last week into the weekend, and I heard that uh, the the uh, head of Cozy.TV, on whose platform JLP streams, I heard that that, uh, he got kicked out. <laughs> he got kicked out of CPAC. CPAC is becoming famous for kicking out Nicholas J. Fuentes out of CPAC. So like the... One of the best American, best young Americans gets kicked out of the conservative thing. And then the liberals are celebrating some lame thing about that's a horrible thing. You know, the so-called civil rights movement. It's all trash on every side, everywhere. Where, do, where are we to go? But there was one cool thing about CPAC. I think Trump spoke there. And there were some nice things said, I heard. Um, but anyway, you know, and I will cover that drag shows being banned in based Tennessee. We'll, I'll tell you what the skim has to say about it anyway. All that and your calls if you would like to call in. But anyway, guys, let's get right on with the show. One, two, three, four. Oh, it's the Hank Report. The Hank Report. La, la, la. guys doing i am fine i think uh my twitter did not tweet out but luckily nobody watches my twitter stream <laughs> uh i wa- i stream out on ma- mainly youtube and d live and rumble and uh odyssey shout out to the odyssey people but twitter is not functioning for me right now Afternoon to you, Flo Shinsky. Morning over here. Um, I am wearing my Tom Like a Mug with Jesse Lee Peterson. And I did wear a different one like this. This is the white ink version. White ink on black vintage. Vintage black. Meaning not quite black. T-shirt. It's very nice. And uh, you can get yours by going to rebuildingtheman.com slash stores, I assume. 
rebuildingtheman.com slash stores. And then go down and look for the Jesse Lee Peterson Teespring there. And I think you will find it. Hopefully. I'll, I'll confirm that right now. Scroll, 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 scroll. You may have to be scrolling a while. I don't see it, actually. <laughs> but, uh, don't, but don't worry about it. We will get it up there. If you are interested in the Tom Like a Mug t-shirt. I don't see it there. Yeah, it's not up there yet. But that's okay. You know, we get, DLP gets banned everywhere. Not everywhere, but all the, some of the silly places like Teespring and Spreadshirt, stuff like that. So, we've figured out live on air that you can't get it, but that's okay. Let's jump right into this, shall we? How was your weekend? Mine was nice. Thank you, Nick. Appreciate that, man. Um... My weekend was nice. How was your weekend, Hassan? What'd you do? Uh, not much. Kind of just did some little stuff around the around the house and nice. A little bit of, little bit of rest and relaxation. R and R. Yeah, a little basketball on Saturday, and then um, did a little Bible thumping. If you don't mind my asking, how tall are you? <laughs> I mean, it's a good question. It's, <laughs> it's kind of up for debate. Okay, but. Um, I mean, I like to say that I'm like 5'10". Plus or minus six foot? Plus or minus, right? <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> same. You know, same, but same. I mean, it may be more like 5'8". Uh, okay. But I don't know. Yeah, depending on where, what, what shoes you're wearing. Depends on the boots. Yeah, depends <laughs> on what platforms you got on. That's funny. <laughs> I, uh, yeah, I'm 5'9 and a quarter. 5'9 and three quarters, depending on how long I've slept how stretched out my back is. <laughs> if you put salt in your shoes. Right. The night At least that's what, that's what I was right after high school. That's the last time I actually measured my height that I recall. <laughs> yeah. Uh, right on. That's cool. You play basketball. You're like a Spud Webb then. I, I, well, I, I'm definitely taller than Spud Webb. <laughs> nice. But, oh, yeah. I mean, if there's anything, I, you know, I don't really boast about many things that I do because I don't think I do anything very well. Okay. But I'm pretty superb at basketball. Nice. You can you can handle the ball. You can break ankles. Uh yeah, I have I have. Wow. I've done a few I've done a few in my day. That's cool. <laughs> you trained Allen Iverson how to how to play. <laughs> you know, he was a big inspiration. I bet. Um I did do a tryout once for the I don't know if you remember the and one oh, yeah. mixtape. Oh, okay. Uh, yeah. I was actually on one of those shows. Wow. Yeah. You do have skills then. <laughs> yeah. That's cool. I've always liked basketball, but I haven't played in a long time, and I was never great at it for sure. Yeah. But, uh, but I could shoot with both left hand and right, which is okay. It's not bad, right? It's respectable. Yeah, that's ambidextrous. That's... Yeah, I've learned, I learned how to shoot. I like forced myself to shoot better and better with my uh, left hand. Nice. Yeah. So, Nice. I used to play soccer on weekends. Oh, okay. Uh, with cross-country friends. I was never that good at that either, but I could run. Yeah. And so, like, I would hound the person. I was playing more defense. I would hound whoever was... was uh, <laughs> And it was pretty tough for them, even though they were really good and just juke me very easily. Yeah. But I'd catch back up and <laughs> be a little nuisance for them. Did you play... Um, when you were just playing 
like for fun, um, did you did you go cleats or just regular shoes? Cleats. Oh, yeah. yeah. Yeah, it's a big difference. Oh yeah. I broke my toe one time. I kicked into the back of one guy's heel right as he kicked the actual ball away. And uh, I played the rest of the game, and then I took off my shoes to, to cool down in my, just my socks. Mm-hmm. And then I realized, oh, I can't run on this. <laughs> yeah. And then I went to the doctor like the next day or two, and it was broken. Wow. I don't think you could do anything. You just, just uh, hobble around for a bit. I don't remember even wearing a boot. Maybe I did. Yeah. But... It's tough when you, yeah, the foot injuries. Yeah, yeah. Cleats are cleats are interesting. They definitely. I played soccer once. Um, my father always wanted me to play soccer because he actually. Uh, in the Middle East, they play it, huh? Well, before he came to America, uh-huh. he lived in England. Okay. And he he actually played for Manchester United briefly. Wow. Briefly. So and, you're like a family of athletes. <laughs> well, I, I mean, I. I suppose. <laughs> um, but, yeah. And, uh, yeah, I've played once or twice soccer, but, uh, yeah, cleats are very important. Yeah. During the pandemic, I joined an all-Jewish baseball league. Wow. And um, I I had to get cleats. And it was kind of nice because I hadn't played baseball since a little kid. Right. So it was kind of fun to— Fast pitch? It was It was pretty normal. Pretty normal speedy. Fast. Yeah. Yeah. It wasn't just slow pitch softball. No, it's not a softball league. No, it was it was hard ball and pretty decent speed. That's cool, especially if you haven't played in a while. Right, <laughs> I've never played actual baseball where they throw it fast. I've only ever played softball, really. Yeah, yeah. Or still, still, still hard though. <laughs> yeah, I think he come at you. Right, true. <laughs> yeah, right? <laughs> I went to Vegas. Oh yeah, how yeah. was it? I. I love it over there. I like the lights. I like walking around late at night and everybody's still out. Yep. No masks around, except for some of the Asians standing at the tables. I went and had Chicago Pizza Company. Nice. And uh, the next, day, next morning, bright and early, went, or dark, bright and dark, we went to Willow Beach, Arizona, and took the boat out. F- well, they fished. I didn't fish. Didn't, see, didn't even see a fish. But, uh, yeah, we rode, uh, rode around in the Colorado River on a boat for uh, several hours. Wow. And then went back, got Brazilian barbecue, and it was cool. But, yeah, my buddy's going out of town, moving out of town. So sort of a last-minute drive out to Vegas, get there at, like, 8 p.m., and then our, our friends finally show up at, like, 2 a.m. So, <laughs> and then get up at 6. Yep. So <laughs> after church... After I finished up my stuff for church, I went home and knocked out from like 5 p.m. until like 4.30 in the morning. <laughs> A little hibernation. Yeah. Much needed. So but, that's interesting. So, so that's three states in one day almost. Yeah, true. Yeah. Well, Friday from California <laughs> to Nevada. Yeah. And then Saturday morning from Nevada to Arizona and back. And then... Uh, Home, I got up at four in the morning on Sunday morning to head back in time for church. Yeah. Took my sweet time. Nobody wants to sit around for more than an hour. Well, I said nobody. I don't feel like sitting around on a, in a car for more than an hour. So I got out as often as I wanted. No holding it to go to the bathroom, to not go to the bathroom. <laughs> uh, got snacks whenever I wanted. 
stopped and picked up gas. Oh, dude, I paid five seventy five a gallon for gas over at Prim. Wow. On the way back. I'm like, oh, I'll stop at Prim. It's always, it's always, that's a good place to stop, right? Almost six bucks a gallon. <laughs> I was paid like $75 to fill up the tank. Wow. Yeah, that was wild. But it was a nice trip. So how uh, well, how close? What was the trip from Vegas to uh, Arizona? Uh, it was an hour. Oh, nice. Yeah, from Las Vegas to Willow Beach, it's about an hour drive. That's that's yeah. nice. On an early morning, you don't hit traffic, mm-hmm. and then coming back, it's fine too. So yeah, the drive was fine the, the whole time, except for in the you know Friday afternoon, you're going to hit some traffic. Mm-hmm. But I was with a buddy at that point, and so it was fine. Yeah, Arizona is something else. I mean, yeah, it's beautiful. It's gorgeous. Yep. It's probably the only other place that I've visited that I said, you know what? I could legitimately live here. Yeah. Although I haven't been there in June or July. Right. That's why I was glad that we went at this point. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Because it was like 50 degrees. Willow Beach, Arizona is down in this canyon. And it, they call it beach, but it's really the Colorado River and just desert other than that. Mm. And it gets to 115 degrees. And then at night, it doesn't even dip below 90 some days. Yeah. And I slept there for 4th of July one time, camping, just under the stars, no, no covers or anything. Like bugs were crawling on me a little bit. <laughs> and it didn't even get below 90. Unreal. <laughs> My friend was in his car, and he just ran the car... With the AC on the whole time inside yeah. his car as he slept. <laughs> yeah, it's like Florida. I mean, I remember growing up in Florida, just that humidity would oh, just... Oh, yeah. It can be pitch dark, and you think that you're going to get a little bit of relief from the heat. Yeah. It's the same. I jogged in the shade in a beautiful little neighborhood, and my shirt was soaked. <laughs> I didn't even go far. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, that humidity, that's rough. I don't know how people do that. Yeah, that California Ocean is, it's yeah. Is it that what saves it does? The day. I mean, I'm, I don't know. I'm assuming, just thinking about it. I guess that's what is the difference. I suppose. Yeah, I don't see how you guys survive. You people who are not in Southern California. It seems like everywhere else is humid. Yeah, miserable. <laughs> <laughs> the South. Yeah, the Texas. beautiful South. Yeah, Texas. No matter oh. where you go in Texas. I was there last uh, July. It was. I was Miserable. like, this is even. This is not for human beings. <laughs> you know, it, yeah, it isn't. Yeah, people got. People are tough. <laughs> Speaking of tough, thank you, Hassan. Yes, sir. Sleepy thank Joe you. Biden is. Sleepy Joe Biden is competent, per Doctor Jill Biden to you guys. Clip ten. This is from Disclosed TV and Comedy Nonsense Network CNN. New Jill Biden says it is ridiculous, and that's a quote to test politicians older than 75 for mental competency. A little 20-second clip over there. Here's uh, sleepy Jill Biden. No, she's not sleepy. She's very alert, but cunning. Doesn't seem honest. And she's confronted by a non-confrontational CNN lady asking her this question about what Nikki Haley, the uh, India... Rhino, India Indian, anchor baby rhino woman who's running against Trump. Here it is. 
Nikki Haley, one of the Republican candidates, is calling for mental competency tests for those politicians over the age of 75. What do you think about that? Ridiculous. Would your husband ever take one of those? I mean, we haven't even discussed. We would never even discuss something like that. Long pause. Ridiculous. Before she could even answer, ask the question, just call it ridiculous. But what was interesting that I spotted, it seemed like the lady who was asking her the question was pretending like she thought it was ridiculous too. Like she was giving her, yeah, it was a softball question. (laughs) It was a, she wasn't asking it tough. Everybody's treating the Bidens with kid gloves, it seems like. To me. Jill Biden. She reminds me of kind of like my aunt, except I like my aunt. And I like Jill Biden, too. But, uh, (laughs) softball. I don't know. It's dumb because we shouldn't even have a Nikki Haley running for office. You know what I mean? Jellybean? Here's Biden in Selma, Alabama. Sleepy Joe Biden. I guess this was over the weekend. Jeff Mason tweeted this out, and he's a reporter for far-left Reuters magazine. Or Reuters? Whatever. It's an outlet. Propaganda outlet. White House correspondent. Uh... Georgetown professor, Northwest grad, grad. Uh, anyway, he says, marching across Edmund Pettus, P-E-T-T-U-S, bridge. Poor Edmund Pettus. I wonder if, I wonder if he is alive, was alive to know that his name was being drugged through the mud because all these blacks and civil wrong people are... Marching across his bridge, the bridge named after him. This guy was act politically active in the Ku Klux Klan, <laughs> according to uh, oh man, Edmund Winston Pettus, according to Wikipedia, based Wikipedia, no, uh, was a lawyer and politician who represented Alabama in the United States Senate from eighteen ninety seven to nineteen o seven. Senior officer in the Confederate. States Army, commanding infantry in the Western Theater of the American Civil War. And now his name is associated with softness and spitworthy, trendy nonsense. What a shame. These people marching on his bridge. Get off my bridge! Here they are marching across the Edmund Pettus Bridge, 37 seconds long. This is in Selma, Alabama. And, uh, I watched that Selma movie with that foreigner playing an MLK. <laughs> Daniel Oyelowo. Oyelowo. Here it is. Watch this. And listen. Oh, Terrible. Uh, 
Blacks. Blacks, you're more entertaining and tougher doing degenerate rap music or something. You're better at that. <laughs> Terrible. There was, I think they were singing, This little light of mine, I'm going to let it shine. Dun, dun, dun. This little light of mine, I'm going to let it shine, let it shine, let it shine, let it shine. Don't let Satan it out. I'm going to let it shine. Don't let Satan it out. Blow it out. I'm going to let it shine. Hide it under a bushel. No, I'm going to let it shine. And you know what's funny is this is like America first. This is the, what the America first people do. They stick up a one finger. Just like the light. Jesus said, you are the light of the world. The city on the hill. The salt of the earth. Sounds horrible, says five Enelgas on one whose name I disavow. Kitty songs, adorable. <laughs> um, so unchristian. Can, is there anything more unchristian from the 60s than this so-called civil rights movement? Other than the free sex stuff, which that was part of it too, right? And the uh, women's lib homeschool music. No, that was... Sunday school. <laughs> uh, I'd rather see that than a gay pride parade. Touche, Dean, over there. <laughs> uh, don't be a musical Philistine. Hey, let's watch it again, but the zoomed-in version. Clip B is the same thing, but more zoomed-in, so you can see if, if you're far away or this is a small picture, you have bad eyes. You'll see Sleepy Joe and evil Al Sharpton. Al Sharpton finds a way to be there. He's always there. (laughs) You can't say much about him being relevant at all. He doesn't say anything relevant except that they uh, pretend that he's, that what he says is valid. Here it is. Listen to this. Bunch of black women. Black man in a wheelchair. Black man in a walker. What are you shining? Half that crowd is Secret Service. Nah. What? And they're all holding hands, linking arms. Sleepy Joe Biden. He would look cool if he didn't do this stuff. I could picture myself being proud of Sleepy Joe as my president. If he weren't so old and decrepit and weak. Slave song says Red Dirt Farm. (sighs) They're holding him up, uh, upright. He's actually napping. Oh, man. Edmund Pettus. Edmund Pettus was born 1821 in Alabama, the youngest of nine children. Good old days. And now there's these... Trash people. They are people, okay? I'm not, I'm not dehumanizing them. 
stomping all over his bridge. They're not stomping. Hobbling all over his bridge. It's ridiculous. <sighs> you know, before I get to Super Chats, guys, there are quite a few that have come in and some that I missed on Friday. I did see yours, sir. It's ma'am. I did see it. Oh, by the way, there were some replies to this thing. Uh, I would watch all, this all day, then 10 minutes, then 10 minutes of CPAC. So this Philly person, I think this Philly person, Jadair, Jadair, is trying to say she would rather watch this all day than watch 10 minutes of CPAC, which happened around the same time. But it, the way she typed it, I'm assuming it's a she, made it sound like she was saying, you see the replies there? There's replies here. Uh, it looks like she's saying she would watch this all day, and then after watching it all day, she would watch 10 minutes of CPAC. Because <laughs> it's T-H-A-N, and you need a comma there, but anyway. And she didn't say rather. History, says Catherine, on, in, in reply to this bridge thing. It's sad they had to hold so many people back. Yeah, because they only allow the approved people who aren't going to take a try to take a shot at Sleepy Joe. They had to hold them back for security purposes, I guess. Goosebumps, says someone, black lady, I guess, or POC lady, saying, reclaiming, whose name is reclaiming my time, peaceful vegan 62A. Nice. Shout out to the vegans. Oh, you're not vegan, though, anymore, huh, Hassan? Well, I don't want to be doxxed yet. <laughs> okay, all right. He may be vegan. He may or may not be vegan. <laughs> that was just a rumor. <laughs> don't get... Anyway, uh, next, next reply. I teared up, says Tim Johnson. Not the good Tim Johnson. The, t- the good Tim Johnson, he, he passed away. Dude, it is not the 60s. MLK had gumption and it had meaning. No, even back then, randomly clever person. He may have had gumption, but I don't think it had any meaning. Walking across that bridge now is like flying after the planes were invented. (laughs) I know. Nice day for a walk. So powerful, says Diane. What, Diane Callahan? What is it with these ladies acting like, uh, ooh, so powerful. Dumb. Ridiculous. Don't say dumb too much, kids. So, in contrast, let's get to Nick J. Fuentes getting kicked out. Nick J. Fuentes, the, <laughs> the modern-day MLK. Clip 12. This is real Bryson Gray tweeted this out. Video. Nick Fuentes getting kicked out of CPAC. Uh, CPAC is Conservative Political Action Conference, something like that. It used to be really big. It may still be big, but I didn't hear anything about it. Of course, I wasn't paying attention to the news. I was, I was on the, I was on the Colorado River with no signal. Here's a, just a little four-second clip. Nicholas J. Fuentes, who's the founder of Cozy.tv, has been kicked out of everywhere. He's white, white Hispanic, sort of. Uh, 2%, maybe, something like that. African, according to his little uh, 
what is that thing, DNA, DNA test. But anyway, he's a conservative guy. He's been on the Jesse Lee Peterson show before. JLP spoke at his AFPAC thing, AFPAC, America First Political Action Conference. Lots of energy over there. I didn't hear about much energy at CPAC, other than the Trump was there. That's cool. Here's him getting kicked. Apparently, he's getting kicked out, according to Bryson Gray. Here it is. At the very beginning, you, <laughs> you, you may not have caught that, but at the very beginning, you hear his voice. You hear his voice. And he's peacefully walking out. It's like a f- annual, it's an annual tradition now. He goes over to CPAC and gets kicked out of CPAC. They don't want him there. Because uh, it has always been the case that conservatives, or often been the case that conservatives, even the Tea Party people, would kick out people who would show up with Confederate flags and and or Nazi-type paraphernalia or go around saying the N-word people, people who are there for causing trouble. Now, I don't really consider Nick Fuentes is necessarily there to cause trouble, although he is young and rambunctious, you know? But, you know, at tea parties, we would self-police. Not, not I personally, but the conservatives are always very self-policing. And they don't want to be associated with somebody who's, like, far right. They don't want to be associated with um, Nazis, which somehow he's, they've smeared him to, to be associated with Nazis. Some say, oh, he shouldn't be there because he shouldn't go because he knows he's not welcome. It's a huge event. How do they pick him out? How do they pick him out and kick him out? But he has sort of a magnetic personality, so maybe he would form a crowd around him and kind of outshine them. I don't know. But he's... He loves America, is my impression. More so, perhaps, than most many of them. And uh, what Bryson Gray says, it's funny y'all claim big tent, big tent conservatism until Nick Fuentes wants to be in the tent. And I don't know if he does or doesn't, but he showed up there, right? But y'all say drag queens and transgenders can be in the tent. Very odd for a quote-unquote conservative conference. And it's not that they are showing love to the, you know, the conservatives, the rhinos, because it's like Matt Schlapp and all these guys. We're kind of anti-Trump. And then they accepted Trump because he's a winner. And so they have to. They have to work with him and pretend to be his friends. Lord, have mercy. Trying to get... So apparently my thing did tweet out, but I just can't, don't have access to it. There it is. That's weird. Talking about my video feed on Twitter. But most people catch my uh most people catch my feed on YouTube and DLive and elsewhere. Uh spoiler alert says reminder that today's far right 
he doesn't use quotes, but I'm using quotes, was yesterday's middle ground. Yeah, that's true. We weren't accepting the so-called same-sex marriage and saying gays stay out of the closet and transgenders and women celebrating women and the diversity stuff. They're kissing up to what the uh, mainstream media says, which is the enemies of America, the mainstream media are. Extremist left. Who still has a Twitter? Asks Cat's Meow. <laughs> I still have one. I, I like it. Yeah, I mean, he was just saying what's basic. You know, back in the day, I, like what uh, Hassan has said, I think, is that these old-timers like Walt Disney and Henry Ford and all them, they were accused of being anti They have since been accused of being so-called anti-Semitic. I don't know what they were thought of at the time by most people. I don't know if most people agreed with them or they just thought they were just normal guys or if it was known what their feelings were. But I think most of America was not all kissing up to the notion of anti-Semitism and racism and sexism and homophobia and transphobia and all that mess. But nowadays, both the Republicans and the Democrats are phony. Scared of the racism accusation, which is why they're kicking out Fuentes. Even though Fuentes loves blacks. And I assume that he loves Jews. He is a Christian. He's supposed to. He doesn't agree with them. Terrible. So, who'd, which crowd would you rather be in? <laughs> the uh, phony conservative people? Or the phony liberal people marching across poor Edmund Pettus's bridge? I only call him poor Edmund Pettus because of his name being associated with corrupt communist civil rights stuff. Kiss up mess. It's shameful. You can call in 888-775-3773. 1-888-775-3773. Jalen 8 was like, what's wrong with his phones? Nothing's wrong with my phones, man. And I, th- I think you cut out the last time you called. You're welcome to call in anytime, man. Let me get to a super chat or two, guys. A few, actually. Uh, over on dlive.tv slash... <laughs> The Hake Report, DJ On Paw gave a diamond and said, Willow Beach stinks with a capital S. Really? You know what? You, you know Willow Beach? How do you know Willow Beach? That's cool. Thank you, DJ On Paw, who also gave a couple of super chats. He sneaks them in or else I'm very slow. Uh, maybe both. At the end of the shows and stuff, he said, Hake, arms on fire. I feel like I read that one before, back at the end of February. Uh, fr- what was Friday? Was Friday the 2nd? 3rd, 4th, 5th. No, it would have been Thursday the 2nd, right? Uh, super chat from March 2nd. I don't know if I read this one. He said, good joke. Good show, Hank. No. Hark. Good, jo- good show, Hark. The- Thank you, DJ on Pa. I appreciate that, man. Uh, taking care of business gave a super chat over on Odyssey, O-D-Y-S-E-E dot com slash at the Hake Report slash live. Hey, why hasn't modern day debates had you back on, friend? Oh, no particular reason, I'm sure. Uh, 
he invited me at one point that I couldn't make it. I forget what was going on. But, yeah, I'm sure he'll have me back. There's no reason that James Kuntz over there on Modern Day Debates, as far as I know, that guy, that guy loves me and JLP. Not that he agrees with us on everything, I don't know. But he's cool. Yeah, I'll be back on Modern Day Debate. Don't worry. But I appreciate that taking care of business. Check out Modern Day Debate. It's a great YouTube channel. Uh, Philip Burnell gave an interesting super chat over here on streamlabs.com slash the Hague Report. Since he believes slavery is okay if the masters are Christian and teaching their slaves Christianity, does this mean that you would approve black Christian masters who enslaved white pagans? If that happened, man, got nothing to do with me. It has my okay. <laughs> I fully approve Although, I don't know, there was something in me that's, that felt off about that scenario. Is that, like, something that actually happened? Black, and by the way, Philip Burnell, thank you for your super chat. Appreciate that, man, on streamlabs.com slash the hate report. But you capitalize the B in the word black and the W in the word white. Uh, it's lowercase b and lowercase w. Don't fall in with that stuff. I mean, I know that a lot of people are capitalizing white and cap- the, the W in white and the B in, in black, but I feel that that's kissing up. That's not... It started... That trend started after George Floyd got himself overdosed and, and died. So it's lowercase b for black Christian masters. But I, <laughs> there were some black Christian masters. I mean, I assume they were Christians. Black masters, black slave masters in America. They were the, some of the toughest slave masters, according to based American historian, totally American historian, Dinesh D'Souza. In one of his documentaries, he showed how the, the black slave masters were told how, that the black slave masters were tougher slave masters than the white slave masters. And many of those black slave masters had been slaves themselves. So I don't know if they had a chip on their shoulder and were like, I'm going to do what was done unto me, to these slaves, make them suffer as hard as I suffered, and more. Or else they knew what uh, a man could go through and bear up under. And so they were just tough. (laughs) I don't know. I don't know what it is, what it was. But they were known to be tougher masters than the white masters. And were the white masters all Christians? I don't know. Some of you guys say that they were Jewish. I don't know if that's true. Some people say the people who owned the ships, slave ships, were Jewish. I think that there is no, pretty much nothing to be ashamed about with the just plain, uh, plain fact of slavery. Now, if you were wrong towards one or the other, if you were a rebellious slave and you just tried to sneak away improperly with, by dishonest means, that's not right. Or if you were a, uh, maybe cruel, I mean, some, I'm sure cruelty happened sometimes, right? But those were tough times back then. Those were tough times. High stakes. People weren't all cushy. People didn't live these cushy lives. It's, so, it's real easy for us living our cushy American lives, including those people in the ghettos who were supposedly poor, 
to be sitting in judgment on the masters who lived huff, tougher lives than any of you guys, except for you, those, those uh, masters living those tough lives didn't, weren't subjected to like so much black violent crime, black violent crime or you know, different things like that. But other than that, they, they didn't have it so good. We lived better than many kings back in the day, right? But uh, there is something in me that feels weird about the notion of blacks enslaving whites. Partly because I know that these, that the black so-called Christians today and the blacks over in South Africa, when they feel like they can get over on the whites, they're not just about it. They're not, they're not, they don't have a mind of actual justice. They have a mind of revenge over something that didn't even happen to them. And it's in their imagination. It's all drummed up bigger than what they, what it really was in terms of the supposed injustice the whites were doing to the blacks. So I know that those people, they would love the chance to be, oh, we're the masters now. So... And then also there's this, like a slight temptation to identify with the whiteness, just like so many of the blacks identify with the blackness mess. Stop digging, Hake. <laughs> what do you mean, I sin he says, stop digging, Hake. <laughs> I'm digging a hole for myself. Or maybe I'm just digging too far. But thank you guys. Appreciate that. There are a couple of more super chats over on coffees. The coffees, buymeacoffee.com. Slash the Hake Report. Carver bought a coffee and, and bought Hake a coffee. Hake dollars, not fake dollars for your Irish ancestors. I only have one Irish ancestor. And, and before him, there were no Irish before him. <laughs> no, obviously, there must have been more Irish ancestors before him. Uh, there was an Irishman in my family tree, according to my brother. Thank you, Carver. Someone bought three coffees. And wrote, rambling highlights from Pete Boot Edge Edge's exclusive interview on Commie News Network. I call them Commie Nonsense Network, CNN. Narcissist thought criticism of his designer shoes while visiting East Palestine, Ohio, toxic waste site, was about his style and not his abysmal qualifications and performance. I didn't know he was wearing designer shoes. I don't pay too much attention to Pete Boot Edge Edge. I don't think of him as being stylish, although he is not morally straight. So I guess he would, some of those people are reputed to be into style. He didn't realize how much focus there would be on a cabinet role that was once seen as mostly apolitical. Yeah, Department of Transportation Secretary, DOT. Once seen as non-political, apolitical in past administrations. Then he blames Trump for allowing train companies to skirt costly brake system upgrades by including just a single car of non-toxic material with as many toxic cars as the train can pull. May or may not be true. Don't know what Trump's, you know, the deregulation type stuff that Trump did. Except his statements means demon rats are aware of the policy and agree with it since they did nothing about it. They did nothing about it until uh, they're like not either not paying attention or agreed with it or didn't care. And now all of a sudden there's a, a problem. How many years into the Biden administration? They could have put it back. They reversed a whole lot of other stuff, 
Other more headline-worthy things like that what Trump was doing, such as building the wall, good point. Good point, someone. Also, uh, Pete Buttigieg blames Trump's presence as an inefficient political stunt, ineffective political stunt. But Mayo Pete, Mayor Pete, he's the mayor of South Bend, Indiana, presence didn't do anything either. Pete Buttigieg complains he's being blamed for problems only partially connected to his job, except his position is directly responsible for transportation safety. Says his office was all over the East Palestine derailment. But he just doesn't, didn't mention it because mainstream media didn't ask any questions about it. Claiming his big win was threatening to publish Consumer Reports green checks and red X's about uh, airline policies in the wake of winter storm delays, while also under fire for taking frequent government jet trips. And also his Southwest flight was delayed to Ohio, he said. <laughs> Interesting. Do you believe Pete Buttigieg or do gays lie? They're living a lie. But he would Is he a Christian? Is he, does he purport to be a Christian? Him and Chastin? Ugh. In December, Biden signed a bill. This is the ongoing three coffee super chat. In December, Biden signed a bill forcing rail unions to accept agreement averting strikes. Oh, I remember that. I remember there was going to be a rail strike. Remember that? I vaguely remember. But union complaints were over workplace and operational safety, not just uh, pay. Oh, interesting. Some reports say East Palestine rail sensors detected axles on fire 20 miles outside the city, but corporate instructed them to continue. I don't like unions, but it seems that government corporations and union leaders kept the racket going at the expense of the workers and the public. Interesting point. Yeah, even inside of unions, there's going to be some sense that comes out of it a little bit because there's people in there. And among people, there are uh, there is some sense inside some people. Right? <laughs> uh, terrible. And there was yet another train wreck in Ohio. Five nulgas on one whose name I disavow. (laughs) Username I disavow. But I think it's kind of funny. Um, Too soon, I do wish Tyrell and his family, so-called family, don't mind those guys in hazmat suits. Everything is fine. Yeah. Seriously. What is up to the... uh, to the uh, Rumble crew, nice to see you guys. And the Facebook crew, I see you, Frederick. Facebook has been more active again, appreciate that. Let me check Ko-Fi before I get back to calls. Coffee. Thank you, Spoiler thank you, Zorak90, and the rest of you guys. Base America first on Ko- K-O-F-I. Maybe it's supposed to be pronounced coffee, but how would you guess... KO-FI.com slash The Hake Report. Appreciated. Much appreciated. The support over there. Easy to type. Not easy to, write, to speak out. Let me get to Alex in Michigan before we close out this hour here, guys. Alex in Michigan, thanks for holding. What is up? Hey, uh, James. How's it going, man? Going well. How about you? Oh, it's going, you know, trucking here. 
still. So right on, making sure the country's running. <laughs> nice. You're a trucker, um, huh? Shout out to the truckers. A lot of truckers listen to. Hate yeah, yeah. I call you before a few times. I just haven't called because I, you know, just my my schedule is like all over the place. Yeah. No worries. Cool. Uh huh. Yeah. No. I was. Uh, I wanted to say. Uh, Oh yeah, no, you know, I was calling because uh, I, you know, I heard your show a few uh, days ago, weeks ago, when you were talking about the Confederate flag and stuff like that, and I found it like uh, really crazy that these uh, YouTube people, you know, they're like they can show like any flag from any country and whatever. Yeah, and like every country has a history of slavery, you know. True. <laughs> yep. And I think it's like I mean, for me, the Confederate flag is just like a symbol of like a region. And, you know, I travel a lot overseas, and every region you go to in different countries, they, like, proudly flag, uh, fly their flags, you know? Yeah, good point. So, yeah, and I'm like, and if you look at their history, they had slaves, so everybody had slaves. Right. And, it, and uh, for example, you know, in Barcelona, you know, in uh, Spain, they have the Catalonia flag. Uh-huh. And that, for them, is, like, a huge symbol of, like, pride and... Uh, independent you know and i think that's good that regions want to be independent and they want to take care of themselves and even if they're still part of a country like i don't see anything wrong i see it like the opposite like a sense of pride and you know yeah i agree with that the the beautiful south and they have more to be proud of than, yeah. than many they're christians they're sensible they're straightforward and they weren't kissing yeah. up to the the phony racism and social justice stuff back then or today as much. So yeah, and I, I was also going to ask you: Do you know about the about the group of uh, Americans that went to Brazil to set up like a it's like a Confederate type of uh, settlement? Really? No, I had not heard. Yeah, that. yeah. Recently? No, no. I mean, that was like after they got kicked out of uh, here. You know, after the Civil War ended. Wow. Supposedly. Yeah. They uh, like a large group of them. They went to Brazil, and they, uh, I, I, I'm, I'm not, I don't know how to send it, but you can look it up on Wikipedia and stuff like that. True, yeah. And, you know, they fly, they, they can fly their flag there without problems. It's like, for them, it's like a huge uh, sense of pride, too, you know? Wow. Uh, yeah. Okay, so this is according to Wikipedia, like you just mentioned. <laughs> uh-huh. uh, confed- confederados. They were enticed to Brazil by offers of cheap land from Emperor Dom, Dom Pedro II, who had hoped to gain expertise in cotton farming. <laughs> nice. It is estimated that up to 20,000 American Confederates emigrated to the Empire of Brazil from the southern United States after the American Civil War. They said 10,000 Southerners fled, Business Insider reported in 2017, when the American Confederacy lost the Civil War, America lost the Civil War. In May 1965, 10,000 Southerners fled the U.S. for a small city in Brazil. Interesting. I did not know that. And then it has, like, yeah. uh, like Spanish-looking words with the Confederate flag. All cool. I'll, I'll give you guys a screenshot on there if you're watching the video feed. Man, appreciate the tip, Alex. That's cool. Yeah, so uh, I I think, like, these people from, you know, I think they're just, uh, obviously, it's not that they have an open mind or whatever. They have their own, uh, you know, uh, ideas of why they want to do it. You know, because but I, I don't, I don't see like if I see the flag because I travel a lot in the south. Right. 
as and a I trucker. And I said, I'm like, oh, that's cool, you know, that's that's cool to see the flag because for them, for them, it's like a regional thing, you know. That's like a, that's like a, and like I told you, every country I go to, there every region has like their own like flags because you know they want to, maybe not they want to be independent, but they they're like, oh yeah, you know, we're proud of our region, you know. And yeah. I think that's like a, that's that's a, that's what men do, I think, you know. Yeah, it has a history. They, uh, it has like your your forefathers and stuff that they did that is something to be proud of and to uh, to uh, learn from. Because these guys weren't... It wasn't what we were taught. You know, we were taught that mm-hmm. the slavery was so bad. I was taught that there were good and bad slave owners. But I was taught that the North was the good guys, basically. My impression as a kid was that the North was the good guys and the South was the bad guys. Yeah, and uh, that's not the case. There were very fine people, maybe on I think on both sides, and there yeah, was violence yeah. on many sides. I think it's true what uh, Jesse says. You know, it was like for the time being because it's like you know times change and people. I think humanity goes through different stages and stuff like that. So you know, for the time being, that was normal and right, and that's what it was. You know, so and every country has it. You know, you go to Europe, they were like killing each other, yeah, enslaving each other, and everywhere, Africa, Asia, you know, so. Yeah. But obviously, it's part of their, you know, they're like, they're singling out that one for a reason, I think, you know? Yeah, they are. And it's it's interesting that they're maybe like one of the best uh, of the slave-owning countries, because they... I wonder if they treated their slaves better than any of the other slave-owning countries. Like, they they taught them Christianity, and they were more Christian, and they were more independent, and they were not for the communist or atheist thing, which the communist atheists were very much for the Civil War, the so-called Civil War. They were for mm-hmm. getting rid of slavery, and they, the communists were, and they also wanted to get rid of wage labor. They called wage labor wage slavery. They were for this false yeah. false equality thing. Satan poses as as the angel of light, right? And yeah. So he goes after something that may be questionable, I guess. Some sla- you could call slavery questionable, I suppose. I mean, uh, Robert E. Lee called it a political and moral evil, but Sam Houston. I heard that Sam Houston, of whose namesake who's the namesake for Houston, Texas. He argued on, on for slavery, but he argued against, I think he argued against seceding or something because he, did, he knew that if they did the war and if they lost, they would really lose. And yeah. the South has, is probably to this day being oppressed by oppressed. Is that the right word? That feels kind of too victim-y to say. Well, South, you know, people always talk... Uh, you know, because I, I'm an immigrant in this country, yeah. so when I come here, and people always talk bad about the South and stuff like that, everywhere I, I, I go in here, you know? Yeah. Like, you know, white people, everybody. And I like, know. I've been there uh, many times and stuff like that, and uh, I didn't see anything different, you know? I think the weather's nicer, that's 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 the only difference I know. <laughs> yeah. The weather's a little bit better than the North, but besides that, it's like the same, and I don't see any... Yeah, um, you know, but the, every country, every every country has crazy people. So um, even if there's crazy people there, I know there's like, 
yeah, there's, there's definitely crazy people, but there's crazy people everywhere. Right. So. Yep. I think that people mm-hmm. are just brainwashed. It's kind of like it's fashionable to hate on whites and men and Christians. Same thing is it's mm-hmm. fashionable to hate on the South, meaning to mock them and just ignorantly uh, caricature them and pretend the South is so racist and ignorant when the people who are are blind and falsely judgmental and ignorant are the ones smearing the South. So, yeah, interesting, man. Yeah, yeah. I also had another point, and then I'll just, uh, I'll, I'll, I'll let you go. Go for it. Uh, no, I was just gonna, I told you, I was, I was thinking, you know, because I think, like, uh, military service should be implemented again, and, like, uh, everybody should do, like, military service, I feel, you know, like, after high school, maybe, or something like that. That might be... I feel like it would... Go ahead. Mm-hmm. No, I just feel like it would definitely give people like a, a like a reality check, like a, in a good way, you know. <laughs> yeah. Because I met a lot of people from South Korea and Switzerland, and you know they have military service. Yeah. And it doesn't matter how rich they are. Like you know, there's like this uh, soccer player. They made him uh, get out of the Premier League in England, and they made him do the military service. And I, I admire that. I think that's like a. You know, it's just like, it builds like strong people. And you, you meet people from Switzerland or Korean, South Korea. Yeah. And you can tell those guys are like serious, you know, no, very mentally, man. you know, right. <laughs> you know, that's that's how it is in Israel, too. They have to serve yeah, yeah, IDF that, or yeah. something. I, you know, I'm kind of, I kind of agree with you. I know that the military is kind of departing from reality right now under Obama and under Biden. They're getting more and more social justice and kicking out the best of the men, and it's it's bad. But I, I tend to agree with you that that would be better than what we have now is where people are f- pushed to go to college, and they're prop- yeah. they've infiltrated, they being the evil people, have infiltrated colleges and just brainwashing the people to be against sanity, you know? And they're they're infiltrating the military too. Have you ever heard of Mark Milley? He's like a he's the guy who said, "I want to understand white rage," and he's like show, showing these communist books and different things. Uh, oh yeah, from what I've seen, yeah, it looks. Uh, yeah, when I, I I was thinking about you know I came here when I was really young, so I was thinking about going. Yeah, <laughs> my parents like they they didn't they didn't let me go. Nice, probably wise. And I was like. Was yeah, I don't a, know why they they didn't let me go, but you know, I was like, oh, I, I kind of would have liked to go, but right, I know. know that's now me. I don't know. <laughs> Same here. I when I was a freshman in high school, I filled out a form. Uh, it's, it asked what I would want to do after high school. I'm like, I don't know, uh, military. And then my mother made me change it. My parents made me change it. I think it was my mother more made me change it to say college <laughs> because <laughs> I think that they didn't want me to go in and. I don't know, get my head blown off or an arm blown off or something like yeah, that. Yeah, I think that's the, but you know, I think military service, like two years, yeah. like they do in those countries, I think that would do well for people here, you know? I tend to agree with you. And military mm-hmm. enlistment is is down, I heard. And so, too, is the police enlistment and all that stuff. All the all the sort of manly, supposedly, stuff where we... That, is meant to keep order in society and uh, build men to be stronger. They're weakening it in so many different ways, and they're smearing these people in in many ways. 
and they're infiltrating them in so much that it's just it is a lot of it is weak right now so yeah yeah i wouldn't want to go now (laughs) yeah yeah no i agree i started to sign up for the for the marines to become an officer one time after talking to some girl and uh then i like woke up scared of losing a limb or something like that and so i'm like no i'm not joining (laughs) (laughs) i even i even went to meps where uh you have the um they have the physical fitness test. It was a little bit tougher than what those, I don't know if you saw the Jesse Lee Peterson show, those ladies doing where they were jumping around for a New York oh, yeah, police yeah, department. Yeah. <laughs> it was a little tougher <laughs> than that. It wasn't around on the gym, squeaky gym floor. I had to run around USC three miles. I had to do as many pull-ups as I could and as many sit-ups and push-ups and stuff like that. But uh, it was interesting. It was, I was seriously thinking about it, but I decided not to. And I think it was... Yeah, I feel fun. like people will benefit from that here in, in USA, you know? From, for sure. From Interesting, man. Appreciate it. Alex, yeah. good to hear from you. you yeah, where thank where you. are you and, originally uh, from, oh, if you don't mind my asking? Oh, I don't want to dox myself. That's okay. why I never say where I'm from. Oh, okay. You're not the one but who just, is... You're not the one who used to be a, a nurse in the past, did you? Oh, no, no. <laughs> okay, because there, there was a Ukrainian guy. I think he was Ukrainian who called my show, and he said he used to be a nurse, you know, a male nurse, a registered nurse. Oh, and yeah, yes, yes. I heard, I remember hearing about that guy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And then he left because they were pushing, you know, they were forcing people to get, during the Obama administration, they were forcing people to get uh, flu shots. He didn't want to do that. So he left and became a yeah. trucker. Yeah, yeah. I, I was kind of like in a similar position. I had a different uh, career. Yeah. But uh, I hated being, uh, you know, because all the all the all the bosses were female and stuff like that. Yeah. And you know, it's just like it was terrible. So I ended up leaving those. And you know, now with the trucking, it's better because it's like you're by yourself the whole time, and like it's up to you if you, you know, if for example. You mess something up, it's up on you. It's up to you, so nobody will tell you anything. But you will, you will have to pay for the mistakes, you know. So it's, I like that a little bit better. It's better, nice. in my opinion. Yeah, you're your own boss, basically. Yeah, 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 basically. But That's yeah, cool. I, I was just gonna say it was good. Uh, I've been, uh, you know, listening to the guys that called in to give uh, health tips. That's really good because you know I'm a trucker, so I definitely got, uh, I got a lot of information. Oh, good. Yeah, truckers have a tough life in terms of you got to you got to find creative ways to keep active and a decent diet so that yeah, uh, yeah, I, I I do that. I'm I'm like I that's why I like I, I it's always good to hear different uh, opinions too on health. So that that was good. Right on, man. Well, I appreciate your mm-hmm. call, Alex in Michigan. Take care, man. Call All me right. again. Bye bye. All right, bye. Guys, we're past the top of the hour, and I am remiss in not reading uh, the Streamlabs Super Chats, but now is the time for some music, guys. (laughs) This is for the ladies. It is Women's History Month, and I cherish women, so I've been playing all female vocals music for you guys. This is Free by Cat Power. Anybody remember Cat Power? So good. Uh, From the 2003 album You Are Free. And this goes out to Sleepy Joe Biden and those blacks on the based Edmund Pettus uh, bridge and their lame march in Selma, Alabama. 
Here it is. Enjoy. Press mute, grin and bear it, or cover your ears, you musical Philistines, and I'll be right back for the rest of Hour 2. Faster in my life, says Snuggie Man. Oh my gosh, Hake has hit rock bottom. Thank you guys for bearing with me through that. Yes, it's a liberal band. Beautiful music, though. All bands are liberal. It's a fact. Including Leonard Skinner 
Were they supposed to be? Were they supposed to be a conservative band? Was Leonard Skinner supposed to be a conservative band? They were, huh? Okay, they were Southern, Southern rock. Did you? Were you familiar with that guy who died? Oh, someone just uh, passed away from that. Yeah, the last founding member, the the uh, last of the. Well, I think it was Gary Rossington who died. Yeah, I didn't know that guitarist. Gary Rossington, last surviving founding member of the Southern rock band, Leonard Skinnerd. Wow. I remember growing up in Florida, a lot of people would play Leonard Skinnerd, but I remember in school and like different people would be like, they're racist. Oh, really? And they have songs about, uh, yeah. Like, that's funny. Allegedly, they were trying to make some of the lyrics into, <laughs> into like lynching stuff yeah, or stuff like that. Very, very imaginative stuff what's funny is like they'll be they'll be fine with that but then or they won't be fine with that but then there's all these black rap songs about killing each other yep and they're fine with it yep well, some of them don't like that drill music <laughs> but Leonard Skinner <laughs> wasn't drill music right uh he was the one who wrote uh Sweet Home Alabama and Freebird I forget what Freebird sounds like but I I have that song I just don't remember which one it sounds like wow but he wrote those. He was inducted into the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame along with other guys there in Leonard Skinner in 2006. Contributed to it anyway. I don't know if he single-handedly wrote it. Did you know that Leonard Skinner has no A's or U's or any other, other vowel in it other than Y? I did know that it was all Y's. I didn't know that. But I don't know vowels, so. Okay. I did. <laughs> A-E-I-O-U and sometimes Y. There you go. <laughs> that's, uh, that's my education. He was only 71 years old. Wow. What a shame. I mean, I don't know if there's a more perfect song than uh, Sweet Home Alabama. I know. That's a really nice song. Well, I do like Country Roads by John Denver. That's a really nice song. Yeah. And I like the Israel Izzy, Izzy uh, version of Somewhere Over the Rainbow. That's a really nice track. Really? It's really nice. It's so pretty. <laughs> we'll have to get it on the show. Especially with the... Uh, he's already dead in this video that they made. And so, like, in the video, it has, like, them spreading his ashes on the sea. Nice. And them all celebrating. Which I'm not a fan of death. I don't like death. I don't like the fact that he was, he was fat and he died. But he has such a perfect voice for that song. I think there's like a Louis Armstrong version, too, oh, isn't there? Maybe not. Some, he did one of those... Songs like that. Yeah. What a wonderful world. Right. Yeah. <laughs> nice. So, rest in peace, Leonard Skinner. We'll just play Cat Power in your honor. Cat Power is cool. I don't know what you guys are thinking. And is, is John Denver... Is, am I lame for liking Country Roads by John Denver? It's Country Roads, right? I'm not exactly sure about that one. Country Roads, take me home. Never mind. I'm oh! To the place I, I belong. Oh, West yeah, yeah. Virginia, Mountain Mama, take me home, down Country Roads. Just, just a perk. Oh. That is. He's a, probably a dumb liberal hippie. Is he still alive? <laughs> but I don't care. They're all liberals. I think even Bill likes that one. I don't really know that one. He knows it. He knows <laughs> it. That means he likes it. A good he's start. dead, says Sean. Sean says he's dead. 
John Denver, American guitarist. Was he, was he a Christian or was he unchristian? That's what really matters. Well, he died young. I think he died young. Age 53. Early life check on John Denver. John, Henry John Deutschendorf Jr. was born in Roswell, New Mexico to Captain Henry John Dutch Deutschendorf. Deutschendorf. Shout out to the... That sounds German, right? And his wife, Emma Louise, born Swap, Swope. So uh, I can't tell. I can't tell whether he was Christian or not. But anyway, um, thank you guys for bearing with me through the beautiful music and the uh, musical ignorance of Hake. Free Bird is a very nice song. I do believe you, guys. Oh, Super Chats, before I get back to calls, thank you, Hassan. Appreciate that, man. On Streamlabs.com slash The Hake Report, several Super Chats. Hake is remiss in not reading them all. Loves Soda does not like juice. I I disavow this username. (laughs) Soda is how you get fat. Uh, Jesus says, oh, I know who this is. Jesus says in Matthew 24, for false Christs and false prophets will appear and perform great signs and wonders that would deceive even the elect. Paul says, Romans 15, 19, though mighty signs, through mighty signs and wonders, I have fully preached the gospel of Christ. Ooh, that sounds like evil is real. Thank you, loves sodas, does not like juice. Uh, Lin Yen Chin says in reference to that Commie Nonsense Network reporter about that Commie Nonsense Network reporter, the interviewer is an idiot as it used the redundant term competency when competence already describes every instance of being competent. Ooh. Uh, Intellectuals don't understand syntax, so they peddle double conjugation for specificity as wrongly call it. (laughs) Uh, thank you and Lin Yen Chin says hey no that wasn't exclusively a chip on the shoulder those black slave masters were tougher because they know that's what it takes to beat reason into our savage nine tenths which were unable to earn freedom during that era they were trying to improve us wow thank you Lin Yen Chin for the input on uh, black slave owners um, black on black slave ownership. Loves soda, does not like juice, gave a super chat. On the plantation or in a prison? Choose where you want to work, I guess. I'll take the plantation, I think, but uh, it, the indoor plantation called Bond. <laughs> uh, loves soda, does not like juice? Oh. <laughs> gave a super chat and said Hitler liked soda. I disavow. That's funny. Cute, very cute, man. Homophones. Homophones? John WX25 with the Super Chat says, Totally on board with white liberals rounded up to set sail to mommy Africa. Imagine Massa Tony and Massa Jeremiah. (laughs) I know. Terrible. Lin Yen Chin with the Super Chat says, Lord Goodhair, as you can see, vowels correspond with specific genes that aren't present in most of us POC, people of color. That's part of the genetic incompatibility. 
incompatibility that makes reading and speaking such a chore for Hassan and I, Hassan and me, Hassan and me. How else would he not know what vowels are? (laughs) He asks. Funny. (laughs) He's saying that blacks don't have the natural ability to pronounce certain vowels. (laughs) And he's black. He's black and Japanese, I think. Jamaican and Japanese specifically, so he's not black American. (laughs) But thank you, Lin Yen Chin. Appreciate that. Uh, Let me check over on Odyssey. Nice to see you guys. Over there. And, of course, Rumble. Let's get to Justin in Fullerton, California, before I get back to stories. He's on the line. Justin, how are you doing, man? Yes, hey, good morning, Hake. Hey. How are you? I'm fine, thank you. I was just fired up this morning when I came across a uh, very powerful and rare type of a speech. Did you come across it, too, from a uh, president of El Salvador? I think it's like, uh, I can't pronounce it, Buseli or something. Oh. <laughs> no, I did not come across it. It's a cross, not a crossed, isn't it? But I don't know. But that's beside the point. Yes. Okay. <laughs> so... <laughs> Yeah, I was blown away. I mean, a lot of people here in America have been affected by uh, gangs. Yeah, uh, okay, yes, all right. So MS, MS-13 was Trump's biggest, uh, you know, like, nemesis. He was, he was battling it the way he could from here. But right. at the root, President of El Salvador is taking it uh, by, uh, by storm there. He's, like, he's taking head-on uh, the gangs in for like one stat that I came across was six thousand gangs uh, gang members were rounded up in how long? Ten days. I and heard then, something to that effect. Go ahead. And then I, it hit me because God's favor is upon them. And here's just a little excerpt of his speech. He says, "How could a nation with these values not rise up and become great?" And he went on to say other things like other nations that had kept these kind of values. Uh, were, were, were protected and prosperous, and, and yet now those countries that were great are no longer that way because of what they've done to not put God first. And so why should we not? And he was just, in, just, a, pow- just a powerful mouthpiece of God, I believe, in these rare days of, of uh, holiness and, and just righteous you know, indignation. He stops the food to the people if they don't obey in prison. Right. He doesn't care. He, so that's all. I just wanted to, yeah. <laughs> he, yeah, I, I saw this on Twitter. Uh, based mm-hmm. Jack Posobiec, who... Uh, yeah, who, Jack Posobiec's great. He tweeted, <laughs> he tweeted out that... Oh, well, he tweeted out video from Naib Bukele, Bukele who is the president yeah. of uh, El Salvador. He's 41 years old, just like Hake. He was just, he's a week younger than Hake, born the 24th of July, 1981. And he's 41 years old. Imagine Hake being a president. Uh, but this guy's a president. 41 years old. Naib Armando Bukele Ortez. T-E-Z. Naib. Um, and yeah, they've... He, he might have used footage from that was old, too, because they've been rounding up some of these gang members. And you see all these gang members, their shirts off, they have tattoos everywhere, all over their faces and bodies and yeah. arms and everything. And they're all like Demon. with their uh, hands up, 
behind their backs or hands behind their backs. And they're kind of walk running all fast, and there's guards and kind of lining up in order, row by row by row by row, and yeah. getting shipped out to some place and very orderly. Yeah. And they they look kind of desperate to not uh, mess up. I didn't want to cuss. <laughs> and uh, yeah. and he said that we're taking back you know, basically kind of like taking back El Salvador because El Salvador has had crazy murders and murder rates and crime. And uh, yeah, I think de- a few decades ago, or maybe re- more recently than that, they had a crazy civil war. I know some Salvadorians who came to El Monte, California. Uh, mm-hmm. So right on to him for, I, I wish him well and I wish the thing well. The murder yeah, rate decreased I, to historic low, historic lows during his tenure, falling by over fifty percent during his first year in office, according to, uh, according to Wikipedia. Yeah, they were battling for like eight months these gangs, the war against these gangs, and like I think it's up to fifty eight percent now. Um, and so there's that, but there's also the fact that God's favor is upon them because they they are returning to the Father. And they are leading the way in eradicating demons to the point that I heard of, or gang members, whatever I call them, demons. Uh-huh. Uh, uh, at this point, you know, soldiers for evil, and so there, 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 uh, you know, there lies that that question: Why is he being protected? How come he can be protected against the evil there and not being taken out, murdered, or assassinated? Uh, uh, heaven for, forbid that. But right. I believe God is protecting him, Maybe. and I believe that. Yeah, I believe there is no other way to to say it that our country is falling and failing because it's left the father. And the more that it returns, nobody wants those people. By the way, he says that anybody in other countries that don't like me for what I'm doing, you can take them. I'll ship them to you. Right. And nobody wants them. Yeah. You know? he, now uh, it's funny. Um, Bukele attributed this is from Wikipedia. He although he attributed the decrease in murders to his deployment of thousands of police and soldiers to gang strongholds and an increase in prison security. His government has yep. been accused by the United States, the so-called United States, of secretly negotiating with Mara Salvatrucha, which is MS-13, to reduce the number of murders. And I would, I, would you hold that against him to co- negotiate with MS-13 to reduce the number of murders by hook or by crook? I would no. want to both negotiate with the ones who are who whom you can reason with, and go yeah. after the the worst of the worst. And get rid of them, yeah. Since March 2022, Bukele's government has arrested over 64,500 people with alleged gang affiliations following a significant spike in murders, leading to accusations of human rights violations, a communist word, being committed by El Salvador's security forces. And I'm sure that there has been, I would imagine that in any, in any government there's going to be cases of uh, maybe going a little too far for, for some and not for others. That's how it that's life, though. That's it's dumb. Anyway, and there's people that are saying there's the, the, the politicians like oh there's there's uh, gender problems or about protecting life, you know, and and all that. But I don't think it's uh, very complicated. Uh, a man is a man and a woman is a woman. Right. That's simple regarding gender, sexuality, and the second part. If you're going to commit abortion, that's killing life. So. You need to stop. Even though illegal immigration is a big thing, they they say no. Reagan said simple things. He said it's illegal, so stop it. <laughs> yeah. Um, 
You know what's... Yeah, okay, so somebody said... Lady Seesaw says, yeah, he said that if MS-13 kept killing innocent citizens, he'd starve the prisoners. So he basically, like, uh, if you guys don't behave on the, well on the outside, your brothers on the inside are going to be suffering. They're going to go hungry. And, you know, yeah. some to the people on the inside may still have some level of power, and you're just making it life tougher for yourself and others. And, uh, by the way, MS-13 is a Salvadorian gang, but Tim Scott, not to be confused, the based Tim, Tim Scott, not to be Scott. confused with the, the rhino senator. Um, he sure. says MS-13 were actually founded in Los Angeles by ex-Salvadorian military soldiers, according to him. Yeah, I heard that they were founded like in a prison in, here in L.A. or a jail. Yes. So I'm surprised there's not an army against Buscelli right now, and he's protected. I think it cannot be no other way but by God. <laughs> Maybe. And, you know, he may well be, like the United States so. accused him of negotiating, he may well be negotiating with the ones who are reasonable, you know? It's kind of like over Maybe. in yeah. Colombia. Didn't, didn't we negotiate, or somebody, governments, including maybe the United States, negotiate with the other drug dealers to take out... The one who is really bad and out of control, supposedly. Uh, yeah, I mean, you don't, you don't, uh, unless you have the advantage, you, you don't negotiate, and you you have to get leverage. And there's that book called The Art of the Deal. Maybe he yeah. read it. I don't know. <laughs> I have not read it, but maybe he did. Yeah, good point. I, I assert that everyone should read more. Good books are a rare thing. Um, so you know, if there's if there's anything to learn from President Trump, it's from that book. It's a great book. Yeah. As before he was president, actually. So I don't know about this naive Bukele guy, but I, I certainly don't disavow what he's doing based on what I'm seeing here. So thanks for, the, thanks for bringing that story, man. Appreciate that. Yes, all right. Well, have a great rest of your day, and uh, I'll talk to you later. All right, Justin, take care. Justin in Fullerton, California. MS-13. Um, and that guy used to be a, uh, a mayor himself. That guy who's the president now. You know, they start out small. Oh, meanwhile, in America, there's this mess going on. I saw this from a guy named Adonis Paul, who is uh, perhaps a competitor, <laughs> a cartoon p- Late-night cartoon man, competitor, Adonis Paul, AP. Um, He tweeted out, so there's a gay Pledge of Allegiance now, huh? A portion of it. And, (laughs) yes, it is not morally straight in that way. But it's also kissing up to Black Lives Matter. And it seems to be, I almost feel like I recognize the voice of the woman who's leading these purported white people in this chant. I don't know when this was or where it was or who these people are, but it looks like it's America, I guess. But I just don't recognize my country anymore. And there's purported white people. Maybe not normal whites. I can't imagine that these are normal whites. Old and young, including an old day. Old day. Old guy. Old male. All with their hands up and pledging, I will treat my black neighbors with the same love that I have for my white neighbors. (laughs) Listen to this. This is just a 27-second portion of this 
You're not supposed to cringe as a man. Cringe-inducing, cringe-worthy, spit-worthy. Don't say barf. Vomit-worthy. Little uh, pledge. And it sounds nice because communism tries to sound nice. But it's evil. Here's this mess in America. Clip 13. About racism, anti-blackness, or violence. About racism, anti-blackness, or violence. Look at that. I will Hands use up. my voice in the most uplifting way possible. I will use my voice in the most uplifting way possible. And do everything in my power to educate my community. And do everything in my power to educate my community. I will love my black neighbors the same as my white ones. I I like that pledge. I use my voice in the most uplifting way possible and work hard to educate my community. <laughs> Isn't that hake? That describes hake. Except I don't do it with my hands up so much, very much. Make it stop, says M.R. Jennings. <laughs> don't I use my voice in the most uplifting way possible? Even though I do say stupid too much. Stupid. <laughs> Dumb. But that's, I say it in an uplifting way. At least I try to. And educate my community. And I love my black neighbors as much as my white ones. <laughs> I don't know where that was. But thank you, Adonis Paul. And uh, Royce had tweeted something out. Royce from... Uh, Revenge of the Sis had tweeted. That guy was on the Fallen State with Jesse Lee Peterson. <laughs> I think he said that the uh, the L in the word flag. Never mind. I shouldn't say it. <laughs> uh, those can't be normal whites, right? I mean, I know that many normal whites have been targeted. Like, whites who would ordinarily be Christian, conservative, not into the kissing up to the phony black racism thing or falling for the radical homosexuals or uh, thinking like women. Like, even the white women disproportionately think logically, more logically than the other women. Did you know that? So anybody who says white women are the worst, they're kissing up to the anti-whiteness. Don't fall for that. Liberal white women, don't. Don't fall for that. Nope, nope. That doesn't fly on the Hake report. (laughs) There's uh, There's plenty of criticism for... For white women without making up stuff like pretending like they're the worst among all the liberal women. You know what I mean, Jelly Bean? Anyway. (sighs) That sounded kind of like Patrice Cullors to me. That deep-voiced, I think that was like a deep-voiced black female, Patrice Cullors, who's been on the Jesse Lee Peterson show. And she ran with her tail between her legs. From the Jesse Lee Peterson show because she could not answer. She could not give a straight answer to, do you support capitalism or not? I support, ca- I support systems that help people. <laughs> Dumb. 
silly. White women are the worst, though. No, they're no, they're not. It's a fact. They're not. But anyway. Uh, let me tell you a little bit about this. Speaking of black nonsense, mumbo jumbo stuff, phony propaganda, pretending that pretending that we're the ones who hate hate them. When they're the ones who hate us. <laughs> you know, the blacks. The, uh, this black nationalist father and son from Jackson, Mississippi. You may have heard about these two guys on the Jesse Lee Peterson show, one in particular. Because uh, JLP had a story in which the whites are bringing back Jim Crow. <laughs> but it's not true. Chokwe Lumumba. According to Wikipedia, I have some screenshots of this guy's mayor of Jackson, Mississippi, from 2013 until 2014, not even a full year, July 1st until February 25th, uh, Chokwe, Chokwe Lumumba, born in Detroit, Michigan, as Edwin Finley Talia Ferro. I wonder if he has some Italian in him. He doesn't look that dark black to me. Probably got some Italian in him. Or whatever type of last name that is. Edwin Finley. Talia Farrow. Edwin Finley. Nice American name. The relatively normal American name. Edwin. Edwin. And he was raised in Detroit, Michigan. And then he changed his name... At like 22 years old, roughly, 21, 22 years old, you know, those young, dumb whippersnappers. It's not just blacks, but blacks, too, especially susceptible to this young, dumb, radical stuff. Changed his name to nine, in 1969 after joining the Republic of New Africa with that black nationalist flag. Black separatist movement. Ridiculous. And then the people of Jackson, Mississippi, which is the capital of Mississippi, elected him. Ridiculous. He was part of the city council, and then he became mayor. The worst people get into politics. That's partly why I am not quick to say, oh, based guy from El Salvador, because he's into politics and there's not always good people in politics. Although he stands for better stuff than this guy apparently did. And then he named his son. He did not name his son Edwin Finley. He named his son after his new fake name, Chukwe Lumumba. I wonder what that means. Here's his, uh, now here's his son. Chukwe Antoine Lumumba. Poor young man. Didn't have a chance. He's roughly my age, I want to say. A little younger, actually. Terrible. Terrible. Chokwe Antoir Lumumba, and he's the current mayor. And he was running his mouth. I looked up his I looked up his name because I'm like, that's not a normal name. Chokwe Antoir Lumumba. And he's the mayor. Jackson, Mississippi. 
how far you've fallen. Named after one of the greatest presidents, I assume, right? Andrew Jackson? Wasn't he one of the greatest? He delivered a speech in 2017 or so at the People's Summit, which is probably a communist thing, in Chicago to make Jackson, quote, the most radical city on the planet. Uh, that, that unchristian communist Michael Bloomberg, billionaire guy, I'm calling him a communist, he gave the city of Jackson $1 million to create art spotlighting food insecurity. Oh, gosh. Food insecurity. Blech. Hey, say Africa. Chukwe was named one of the last African, the name of one of the last African tribes to resist the slave trade. Oh. They, they tried to fight progress. <laughs> According to the New York Slimes. The failing New York Slimes. Chukwe. Can't fight progress. <laughs> Slavery was progress at one point. Did you know? No, I don't know. Lumumba is a drink with rum and chocolate milk, says Pete over there. Anyway, uh, terrible, huh? Gross. So he didn't have a chance. His father was mayor of, of Jackson, and then he became mayor a few years after that guy died as mayor. Embarrassing. How embarrassing. You know what else is embarrassing? (laughs) To me, I feel like maybe. Correct me if I'm wrong, guys, but I feel that this interracial stuff is a little embarrassing. Interracial marriages. Oh, and then I have to get to that story about uh, about the drag shows being banned. But I've had this for some time, guys. Um... Famous purported white men who have been married to black women, according to Ranker. This is from a couple of years ago. Many famous white men are or have been married to black women. And they capitalized the B in the word black because it's post-George Floyd where they're kissing up to the blacks for no good reason. Proving that love sees no color. Yeah, right. Some of the most well-known and powerful duos are of mixed races. And so I have pictures of all these people. Uh, Not all of them, but... Uh, let's see. Robert De Niro, oh yeah. Robert De Niro, he's such a happy man, isn't he? No, he's not. He's been married to like three different black women or something like that, right? Uh, let's see. The first one, David Bowie. The late liberal David Bowie. Uh, legendary singer and performer David Bowie married a Somali-American model. Somalian. Named Iman. Iman. Oh, yeah, I vaguely remember her. She looked, she was an interesting lady. Is she still alive? The couple has one daughter, Alexandria Lexi Zahara Jones, born in 2000. They were married until his death in 2016. He had another son from a previous marriage. Who, from a woman who uh, changed her name to his name. But no, not... 
Oh, Lord. Prince Harry. Duke. She doesn't count as black. Meghan Markle, he married American actress in 2018. Prince Harry, Duke of Sussex. And JLP warned him, do not marry that woman. She will destroy you. American actress. And she was hardly an actress. I don't remember her in any movies. Of course, I don't remember movies. I don't even watch many movies. Meghan Markle, who has a mixed ethnic heritage. Her father is Caucasian, meaning white. And her mother is African-American, meaning black. Not African. Couple's first child, Archie Mountbatten-Windsor. Really? Is that, is that Harry's last name? Mountbatten-Windsor? Was born in 2019. Prince Harry. And he married an older woman who had already been married. And she's half black. And she's all into that mess. Oh, somewhat into that. Uh, Robert De Niro, legendary actor. Robert De Niro. Isn't he Italian? That's not a normal white. Bowie. Is Bowie a normal? Was Bowie a normal white? Robert De Niro married Grace Hightower in 1997. Wasn't he married to like three different blacks? Oh, yeah, he was with Tukey Smith. That sounds like a black. And another wife, his first wife, Diane. Diane. D-I-A-H-N-N-E. Sounds like a black spelling, maybe. Abbott. Four children with her. And twins from a long-term relationship. Terrible. Robert De Niro. And he went off the deep end. Maybe he was already off the deep end, but it became more obvious when Trump came along, came on the scene. Trump exposed this guy as a total beta. Oh, my goodness. Poor Robert De Niro. Legendary actor. Hard to watch him anymore. Wolfgang Puck. Married Galia. I feel that this is almost perverted to be showing you these these interracial things. Uh, Wolfgang Puck. Who knew? That's nice. Oh, yeah, this guy, George Lucas, married his second wife in 2013, Melody Hobson. She's black. And have a surrogate, had a daughter by surrogate. Has three other children with Marcia Lou Griffin. Terrible. Roger Ebert. Is he still alive? Roger Ebert married a woman. Married a black woman. Oh, yeah, he died in 2013. News, news from Hake. Roger Ebert died 10 years ago. Uh, Robin Thicke. Oh, gosh, this guy. And Paula Patton. They were together for a while. They have a child together? I, were they married? They were married? And then they separated after 21 years and divorced in 2015. Terrible. Matt Stone, whoever that is. Uh, Dirk Nowitzki. Dirk is that... He's that... What is he? Russian? Is he Russian or... Something. He's that guy from the NBA. Do you know anything about him, Hassan? He's a great player. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) uh, He's one of those tall, sort of funny looking, doesn't quite look American. Yeah. Uh, white guys, Germany. He was German. Okay. Yeah, I was going to say that. Russian, German, same thing. No, 
I don't think it's the same thing. Those Russians are Asiatic. Sorry, Germans. I couldn't help it. Justin Chambers, never heard of him. Uh, Adam Housley. I've heard of Adam Housley, of, formerly of Fox News, or is he still with Fox News? He married T- one of the Tia and Tamara sisters. Sister, sister? That's cute. They're a nice couple, I guess. Richard Rudolph, whoever that is. Phil Collin, whoever that is. Ol Parker, whoever that is. Paul Wall. Paul Wall, of course. And it kind of makes sense that Dirk guy married a black because he was in the basketball culture. And you're in the basketball culture, and you're kind of into black gals. <laughs> and like Paul Wall, the rap culture. I'm, Wall. I'm double trouble. Right, yeah, you're in the rap culture too. <laughs> Paul Wall, I know of Paul Wall because he did something with Chameleon Air. Paul Wall and Chameleon Air. That's true. Sitting sideways. Okay. (laughs) He married his wife, Crystal, and she's black. That's nice, I guess. (laughs) Uh, Rapper Paul Wall. He's white. Is he a normal white? Uh, Jacob Fischel, whoever that is. And okay, that's enough. That's enough of the interracial stuff. You want to comment on this interracial stuff? Does it feel as perverted to you as it does to me, Hassan? Um, Or something feels off about it to me. I mean, I'm just now waking up to this, <laughs> this, uh, this understanding. So it's right. for me. I'm I've been in it my whole life. I've been in the interracial interracial game, and I'm still in it. So you were born in it. <laughs> I, was, I was born in it. It's Adam. Nope. Yeah, yeah. And I was raised in it a little bit. In that, I grew up amongst his, Hispanics and Asians. And a few blacks. And this was the diverse world that was pushed on my parents. And my parents, through their, you know, the guilt, of, the guilt propaganda of the 60s, civil rights stuff, they're like, oh, that's wonderful. James is friends with all these different races. Like, what else? <laughs> what other choices I have? <laughs> it's not that I'm against it. I'm not resentful about it at all. But it's just this diversity stuff was pushed on us. Right. And it's pushed on the whites. And it's partly what feels perverted about it. And also it's just like uh, people's romance is kind of embarrassing. Just romance in general is kind of like an embarrassing thing. Sure. Because the man kind of worships the woman, you know. And look at Robert De Niro. He's miserable. Yeah. I think. Poor guy. I mean, he brought it on himself, but. It's true. Yeah. Have you ever seen A Bronx Tale? I've heard of it. I don't know. I don't think I've ever seen it. It's supposed to be kind of loosely based on him oh, really? growing up one, uh, wanting to d- date a black girl. <laughs> I never knew that. <laughs> yeah. he, so he grew up in New York area? Yeah. So it's like, it's like an blacks. Italian. So that was his world. It would be kind of like if I were to get with a Hispanic or an but, Asian. But it shows how it was very like it's frowned old, upon. Yeah, because like, he was... He grew up older, so he's more old school. His family's more old school against yeah. him. Or it, his culture would be. It's a it's a good film. Interesting. I have I never knew that it was loosely based on Robert De Niro. He plays the father of the kid oh. who, who who he's supposed to like be based on. Okay. He's playing the father. So That's I guess his father, essentially. Yeah. And I think he may have directed it or something like that. He's always playing the father of some like a Meet the parents. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I almost said meet the other word. but <laughs> That's true, yeah. Right. Which I haven't seen that either, but I've still, I saw the beginning of it. <laughs> kind of funny. Makes me chuckle thinking about it. 
Uh, he's a fake tough guy. De Niro is a fake tough guy, says Jake N35. Yeah, I agree with that. I agree. But that's all you have. So, interesting, man. Yeah, I think even Jay-Z said that. I think Jay-Z said that he met him and was like disappointed that he was like a fake gangster guy. Because he was like expecting him to be like, I guess, what he saw in the movies. Right. (laughs) um, Yeah. That's interesting. I could totally believe that. Yeah, interracial. I don't know. I mean, <laughs> like you said, sins of the father. Right. Yeah. <laughs> Everybody got their issues. <laughs> JS Urban Adventures says that guy's uh, fake last name is not a cuss word. <laughs> I know, I know, but I don't want to promote that movie. <laughs> anyway, um, even worse, though, guys, is... Even worse than the interracial stuff is the drag shows. <laughs> Nick, host of Nick Stream, which I didn't catch because I, had, I was driving out to Vegas with friends. Host of Nick Stream, the Anchor Baby show, he quoted, a drag queen, <laughs> a drag queen. You seen that, cl- that famous clip of uh, the guy whom I disavow? He, I think it was Ru- RuPaul. Oh, okay. Making that guy who's kind of a drinker. He's funny, though. He's one of the... He's a late-night talk show guy. He danced with Michelle Obama. He's... Who's that? He's black? Late-night talk show host. No, he's he's a white guy, purported white or something, with dark hair. Oh, Jimmy Kimmel. Jimmy... No, Jimmy... Fallon. Fallon, yeah. Same thing. He got all, yeah, I know, but <laughs> I like Fallon better than Kimmel, I think. Yeah, it's true. No, yeah, nothing's worse than Jimmy Kimmel. Kimmel cries for gun control or something like that. He cries about everything. Yeah. And still, every night's monologue is still somehow about Trump. I know. Really? To this day? <laughs> to this day. <laughs> <laughs> but I think it was Fallon, maybe it was Kimmel, said, oh, so you're like the most famous drag queen or something like that. And then RuPaul both of these guys I disavow, but it's a funny little moment. RuPaul's a, a drag queen. <laughs> and he got all pretended to be offended and made Fallon nervous. And he's like, I'm going to drag something else. Like, God? I don't know. I don't know. I don't think he said drag God. That would be disrespectful. But anyway, it was funny. I did see that RuPaul was on a Cheez-Its box. And I was like, I saw something where it was like, we're in a world today where we take Aunt Jemima yeah. off of the Aunt Jemima thing, but put RuPaul on a Cheez-Its box. Right. Man, I disavow Cheez-Its now. <laughs> I heard that they're not very healthy for, healthful for you after all. Cheez-Its are not. So Probably so. Yeah, I'm happy to know that I can disavow Cheez-Its, even though I really like them. But they're not that healthy, so I took... It's okay to give them up. <laughs> anyway. Um, yeah. Uh, the story, according to the far-left females at the skim per Friday, March 3rd, Tennessee is the first state to restrict drag shows. Yesterday, Tennessee Governor Bill Lee, which means last Thursday, signed a bill. Bill Lee is a uh, Republican. Signed a bill criminalizing adult cabaret performances. Whatever that is. I don't know what cabaret is. In public spaces... Anywhere a minor might be able to see them. 
Lawmakers say the shows are inappropriate for children. The law doesn't men- mention drag shows. That's where men dress up like women, specifically, or males. Uh, it does include male or female impersonators in its definition of adult cabaret or cabaret. I assume it's cabaret. The law addresses, also addresses topless and exotic dancers, goes into effect later this year, July, I think. They, those found guilty could be charged with a misdemeanor. Repeat offenders could see a felony charge. Nice. They also, Tennessee also became the latest state to ban gender affirming, meaning, meaning mes, gender misidentity affirming, quote-unquote care for transgender youth, no such thing. Starting in July, doctors will be banned from prescribing puberty blockers and hormones or providing gender-affirming surgery. What a, what a, uh, what's that word? What a word, gender-affirming. That's a euphemism, isn't it? Surgery to anyone under 18, meaning mutilation, right? And kids currently getting treatment will have to end until the end of March 2024 to stop it. Stop it. And I'll say it right to the camera. Stop it. Call JLP for counseling at Bond. 1-800-411-BOND. 800-411-2663. And uh, anyone who breaks that law could reportedly face a $25,000 fine. That's not that much. The ACLU called the gender-affirming care ban dangerous. Of course, the scum of the earth, communist, atheist, anti-American, un-American civil liberties union called that that. The human rights campaign, communist buzzword, HRC, human rights campaign, Radical homosexuals said the lawmakers' effort to ban drag shows are misconstruing age-appropriate performances, whatever that means. Others accused Bill Lee of being a hypocrite after an old photo showed him dressed up like a woman wearing a wig. Yeah, like that's the same thing. Stupid. Sorry, kids, don't say that too much. Eighth state in the country to ban or restrict so-called gender-affirming care. What a silly word, gender-affirming care. Just know it's kind of like gun control. Gun control sounds so nice. Or gun safety sounds even nicer, right? But it's really attacking the Second Amendment. Eight other Republican states at least considering a similar ban on drag shows. More than 300 anti-LGBTQIA plus bills being debated at the state level uh, in various states, I guess. It's got many blaring the alarm on the devastating, lasting impact these laws could have on vulnerable populations. Mama pretending to, their mama protecting the evil inside the children. Terrible, huh? Anyway, uh, this has been the Hake Report, guys. Let me check for any last super chats before we play the last little nice song for you guys. I really hope you guys uh, enjoy this last song. Uh, Loves Soda does not like juice donated another super chat and said disavow soda and juice. (laughs) Juice is okay, man. I love juice. And you should too. (laughs) Took you long enough to get it, he said with another super chat. (laughs) Funny, man. Uh, Karen Williams with the super chat. Hi, keep strengthening your soul, my master. Special kisses, tight holds, and deep muscle massages. Karen. Thank you, Karen Williams. Appreciate that. And Lin Yen Chin, uh, also, I already read his super chat about the vowels and POC's ability. Thank you, Carver, 
Let me check over here on Ko-Fi, uh, co-fi.com. Thank you again. Spoiler, spoiler alert, man. Well, guys, this has been the Hake Report. Hope you liked it. I use my voice to uplift. <laughs> I laugh because it's true. This is one of my favorite tracks that I came across in 2011, but it's actually from like 1991. This is Black Tambourine is the name of the band, and the name of this song is Black Car. Hope you enjoy it, and we cherish women for corny, silly Women's History Month. But we cherish women. Bye.
<laughs> but you're not supposed to look directly in the center, right? 